Cantonese kids. I'm Rose and I'm Zara and together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hello, this is Zara. This week we're bringing you some exciting news about the coronavirus vaccine. We will also be talking about the effect that lockdown has been having on children in the UK and the US election and how Donald Trump is unwilling to accept the result. Isa will be covering a really interesting piece of news about the discovery of a 100-year-old message believed to be from a carrier pigeon. Rose will be talking to you about the Virgin Hyperloop testing, its first ever journey with passengers. And finally, Laurie will be covering Friendship Week. Hello, this is Zara. This week, we heard some very good news. A vaccine has been developed that, on an initial analysis, can prevent more than 90% of people from getting COVID-19. The vaccine has been developed by two companies called Pfizer and BioNTech. The companies have held trials in the US, Germany, Brazil, Argentina, South Africa and Turkey and these trials show that 90% protection is achieved seven days after the second dose of the vaccine. The chairman of Pfizer said, We are a significant step closer to providing people all around the world with a much-needed breakthrough to help bring an end to this global health crisis. Pfizer and BioNTech said that they will have enough safety data by the third week of November to take their vaccine to regulators and so they are planning to apply for emergency approval by the end of this month. Only once it has been approved will countries be able to start their vaccination campaigns. The companies say that they will be able to supply 50 million doses by the end of this year and around 1.3 billion by the end of 2021. Each person will need two doses, although we don't know yet how long immunity from the vaccine will last and whether it will need to be an annual vaccine, a bit like the flu vaccine. Although a lot of doses are going to be produced, not everyone will be able to get the vaccine straight away and each country will have to decide who should be prioritised. In the UK, Matt Hancock, the health secretary, said that the National Health Service will be ready to roll out the new coronavirus vaccine from December if it gets approved. The government's scientific advisers have made a list of who would get the vaccine first when it is ready and as the older you are, the greater the risk of becoming seriously ill with COVID. Older care home residents and care home staff will be at the top of the list, followed by health workers like hospital staff and people over 80. People will then be ranked by age and if they have a health condition, those under the age of 50 would be at the bottom of the list. The health secretary also said that at the moment there are no plans for children in the UK to get the vaccine as it hasn't been tested on children and also because children have a lower risk of being badly affected by COVID-19 if they catch it. However, before we all get very excited and think the pandemic is over, we have to remember that this is a very important breakthrough, but it will have to take time for life to return to normal, and there are lots of steps still to be taken. 
The vaccine has to be fully approved, made in large amounts and then given to lots of people so that enough people are immune to the virus. This all takes time and so in the meantime governments still have to increase testing and people still need to continue with social distancing and wearing masks and also comply with any lockdown rules. Hi, it's Rose here. Thank you for the update, Zara. It really does sound like the vaccine developments are good news. So I'm keeping my fingers and toes crossed. That will mean life can get back to normal very soon. And that can't come quickly enough according to a report released this week by Ofsted, the education watchdog in the UK, who said the pandemic has seen most children in England slip back with their learning and some have gone significantly back with their social skills too. Ofsted examined the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on children based on visits to 900 schools and earliest providers this autumn and found that it has been a very divided experience with three main groups emerging, the BBC reported. The hardest hit group of young children have suffered from time out of school, going backwards on words and numbers and losing basic skills such as using a knife and fork. The majority of children in the middle have slipped back in their learning to varying degrees since schools were closed to most children and movement restricted and the report says lost learning is unarguable but it is hard to assess. Then there are children who found the lockdown a positive experience. These children, from supportive but not necessarily well-off backgrounds, might have benefited from a greater sense of togetherness with parents and quality time as a family. There are also concerns about pupils who have so far not returned to school. And in a third of schools, there have been an increase in children being removed from school to be educated at home. Jeff Barton, leader of the Head Teachers Union, said the report starkly shows the educational and emotional impact of our school closures and why we need to do everything possible to keep schools open. Gosh, it's also worrying, isn't it? We really have been very lucky here in the UAE to have an amazing school with really good technology and distance learning available, so we were able to continue our usual lessons even during lockdown. Lots of children haven't had this, however, which is really worrying to think about. Hi, this is Zara again. This week was really exciting. One of the biggest news stories was the result of the US election. Joe Biden has won the race to become the next US president. Mr Biden has won the most votes ever for a US presidential candidate. It was a very exciting election day as results came in from across the US. Now, you may remember from the podcast last week in the US, the winner of the election is decided by a system known as electoral college vote. And each state gets a number of electoral college votes based on its population. The winner is the candidate that wins 270 or more votes. In many states, Donald Trump took an early lead as he had been encouraging his voters to vote in person. And these votes were counted first. Due to the pandemic, Mr Biden had encouraged his voters to vote by post and as time went on and the postal votes were counted, Mr Biden took the lead and he has been projected to reach the 270 electoral college votes that he needs, which means that everyone expects he is very likely to win once all the votes have been counted, as that is still continuing at the moment. Mr Biden said he was honoured to have the trust of so many Americans. He said, 
I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide but to unify. Who doesn't see red states and blue states, only sees the United States. It was also a historic moment because Kamala Harris will now be the Vice President of America and she will be the first black woman and South Asian American to carry out this role. Both Mr Biden and Miss Harris will start their new roles in January next year when Mr Trump's term of presidency will end and the new president will be inaugurated. However, Mr Trump's team has not yet accepted defeat and they say that they will fight on. They said that they will start lawsuits in several states where Mr Biden has won or is narrowly ahead. Mr Trump has alleged fraud and said that 2.7 million votes for him have been deleted. However, so far he has given no evidence of this actually happening. Lots of legal experts have suggested that the lawsuits are unlikely to succeed and recently US election officials also said that the 2020 White House vote was the most secure in American history. Hello, this is Isa. This week a 100 year old message which is thought to be from a carrier pigeon during World War One had been found in France. The couple were out for a stroll and they came across a very small aluminium capsule in a field and inside the capsule was a message written in German. The message appeared to be dated 1910 or 1916 and it was from a Prussian infantry soldier based at Ingersheim. Ingersheim used to be a part of Germany but it is now in France. The note was sent by the soldier to a superior officer and set out details of a military manoeuvres in the region. It would have been sent by a carrier pigeon, but the pigeon didn't manage to deliver it. During the World War I and World War II, carrier pigeons were used a lot to share important messages. Carrier pigeons are birds trained to carry messages attached to their leg or neck and they were at the time often the most reliable way of communicating as they could make their way through battlefields far more easily than a human messenger could. I've heard of carrier pigeons before on horrible histories so I think this new story is absolutely amazing. I was wondering how these pigeons actually delivered messages to the right place. Pigeons can be trained to find their way home from lots of different locations. They are called homing pigeons. These pigeons would be taken from their nest to join soldiers and they would be looked after in a cage until a message needed to be sent. A note would then be attached and that is when the pigeon would be released and carry the note home. I was wondering how they used to then send the pigeon back to the soldiers. What if they wanted to send a message from home to the soldiers? Well, it was found that homing pigeons could be fed in one place and deliver messages to the other. And in this way, birds could fly back and forth between two points. Isn't that amazing? Hi, it's Rose here with some exciting news about the Virgin Hyperloop, the futuristic Super Express, which this week announced its first ever test journey with real passengers. The transport concept, which has spent years in development and was originally proposed by Tesla founder Elon Musk, 
involves pods inside vacuum tubes carrying passengers at high speeds. The technology is based on the world's fastest magnetic levitation, maglev trains, and then made faster by speeding along inside vacuum tubes. In the trial, two passengers, both company staff, travelled the length of a 500 metres test track in 15 seconds, reaching 107 miles per hour. In a Hyperloop system, a trip between New York and Washington would take just 30 minutes. That would be twice as fast as a commercial jet flight and four times faster than a high-speed train. It has been reported for some time that the Hyperloop may be used one day here in the UAE, potentially offering 12-minute connection between Dubai and Abu Dhabi, which currently takes more than an hour by existing public transport. The company is working towards safety certification by 2025 and commercial operations by 2030. Hi, it's Lovie here and today I'm going to be telling you about Friendship Week which we are celebrating in school this week, which aims to make the world a more friendly and inviting place. Our school's theme this year is United in Friendship. As this year, more than ever, we have witnessed the positive power a community can have when we all work together. Our Friendship Week starts with Odd Sock Day. When you wear the craziest socks you can find to celebrate our individuality and differences. We did lots of activities in school where we thought about what it means to be a friend. The kind of friend we are to other people and the qualities we look for in a friend. It was really fun. The week made me think about my friends a lot more and encouraged me to always look out for anyone who might not have anyone to play with and to be friends with them too. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.